It's Wednesday, and you know what that means. This is Davis Clarence broadcasting out of the abandoned high school radio shed, bringing you all the local news and information I know about. I want to start with a big thank you to everyone that volunteered for the Donut Beach cleanup the other weekend. The beach looks great, the tire swing is terrifying, and the kids will love it. I didn't find my aviators, but I did find a mood ring that told me I was sad, and then it turned my finger green. It was a great time. Recently, as we all know, the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York City hosted their Met Gala, known as the world's biggest fashion night out. But only because the world is largely unaware of this weekend's Pur Gala, Purgatory's night of fashion and fame, benefiting the gallery, the wreck, and the library, and rolling out the red carpet to our biggest stars and tastemakers. The Met Gala this year was themed around Karl Lagerfeld, noted fashion designer and woman hater, and featured looks from actual cat suit to Chanel in a blender to miles of silk weighing down a wayfish starlet to cockroach. Only one of those looks would have pleased noted fashion designer Karl Lagerfeld, who once called supermodel Heidi Klum too heavy, and honestly, knowing how displeased he would have been to see women of several sizes represent him is the best homage I can imagine. Not to be outdone, this year's Purr Gala was themed Latimus Purgit, the legend, the legacy honoring our own problematic dead guy in exchange for a sizable contribution from the estate. And lest you think the Pergala lacks any of the drama and neck-craning artistry of the Met, allow me to paint you a picture of Purgatory Society's IT event of the year. First, we set the stage. The gallery in downtown Purgatory has been transformed. Dual red carpets trail down the three-step entry and accessibility ramp. Several bloggers and social media reporters, a dozen excited locals there to gawk, as well as two actual news reporters who drove in from neighboring towns stand along the sidelines, their cameras and iPhones at the ready. The entryway to the gallery is adorned with icicle lights and an arch meticulously adorned with Easter lilies. Easter lilies, of course, having been Latimus's favorite flower, presumably because they're toxic to animals and humans alike. The dinner for the night, catered by Chez Café, included choice of filet mignon or mushroom couscous, both served with a beet salad and vegetable melange. Dessert of chocolate mousse or lemon cake was provided by the Cakery Bakery, and an open bar was on offer from Sports. But... As delectable as the meal offering was, no one at the Per Gala is there for the food. It's all about the arrival. The standard school of thought is never be the first to arrive, but for the Bremen boys, Kenny and Al, as well as their mother, Diane Bremen, the motto is, if the bar is open, be first in line. And so they were, arriving before anyone else and starting our red carpet experience with a bang. Literally. The Bremen boys arrived in their golf cart and took the carpet by storm. Dressed in black skinny jeans and matching tuxedo jackets over t-shirts bearing their own faces, which is merch available from their popular TikTok channel, and top hats, an obvious nod to hated Latimus cartoon Mr. Moneybags. 
They tossed handfuls of confetti stamped with QR codes to their social media and firework snappers, which were then driven over by a screaming Diane on her rascal, veering nearly out of control as she swerved in popping surprise. Diane looked radiant in a vintage purple and black sequin velour tracksuit. She quickly recovered from the boys' hijinks, which can of course be seen in its entirety on TikTok, and even stood to give the crowd a luxurious twirl before driving her rascal inside, accompanied by a few more pops. Another playful favorite for the evening was Wendy Sneed. We always love to see Wendy on the carpet. She lets a theme transport us to a world of whimsy, and this year she stepped out in a three-dimensional wonder— a gown in the shape of our beloved gazebo, current resting place of Latimus Purgat himself. There were a lot of great looks. I, of course, can't take the time to talk about all of them, but I do want to single out one more bold choice. Betty Wilder and Eugene Blanks, stars of the Purgat Senior Center baseball team, arrived arm-in-arm wearing skeleton onesies and matching monocles. Some people said this went too far, pushing the theme into the distasteful and macabre, to which I say, is the man or is the man not currently a skeleton? (laughs) Betty and Eugene are some of the last remaining members of Latimus Purgit's high school graduating class, and frankly, they have waited a very, very long time to celebrate not having to spend every reunion in his presence, So if anyone has earned the right to display a little bit of gallows humor, it's them. And, as Betty said, Relax. This is all of us eventually. We're just honoring the fact that old Letty got there first. The gala was a huge success, raising nearly $17,000 between tickets, donations, and an auction which included some fabulous items up for grabs, including a small-batch wine production from Sunvine Vineyards with the winner's choice of name and label design. That lot in particular was a hot competition between Benson Purgit and Al and Kenny Bremen, but their following had pooled an impressive $1,200 to fund the Bremen bidding, and Benson seemed to become confused partway through the back and forth and wound up staring blankly into the middle ground for just long enough for the hammer to fall, which is why this autumn we can look forward to purchasing Sunvine's Sparkling Red under the name Kick Flip Over the Moons, with a label featuring enough exposed rear end to drive anyone to drink. That money, plus the 5000 Lavinia donated to secure the theme, will be split and used to purchase new releases for the library, supplies for the wreck, and keep the admission to the gallery suggested donation only. And on to another fundraiser. My very own plant club will be hosting our plant sale tomorrow night outside of the library from 6 to 8 p.m., We'll have an assortment of flowers, herbs, and veggies in their seedling and vegetative states, all grown by club members and ready to go home with you. Personally, I'll be bringing a dozen of my famed green zebra tomato plants and a few dozen assorted herbs that would have been more than I could ever use. Lake will have peppers, eggplants, less impressive tomatoes, and squash. Richard has three varieties of cucumber as well as some calendula, 
Cosmos, Sweet Peas, and more. Now, Richard and I differ and disagree on quite a few garden topics, but if I were a woman looking to grow flowers instead of something useful, I could not do better than pick up some of Richard's work. In addition to some gorgeous berry options, Alice will have several large bins of well-composted soil for purchase, and even the Kohler twins will be on hand offering a number of indoor decorative plants. Get there early and buy as much as you can carry. Not only will you be the envy of the neighbors that had to buy from a big box store and now have shy and wilting plants, but you'll help fund our new exciting garden outreach program, the Pardon Garden offering a community service option for Purgatory's minor offenders, and providing a fresh harvest of fruits and veggies to schools and the food bank program. And speaking of minor offenders, let's flip it over to Polly Dietz with Traffic and Weather. How's it looking out there, Polly? <laughs> hey there, Davis. It's beautiful out here. What a gift to be out here on this perfect spring day. It sure is beautiful today. Will that be continuing? All week. We're looking at a gorgeous week, a beautiful weekend. A slight chance, hold on, a slight chance of showers Sunday night, and then clearing up, clearing up by Monday. Whoa, Polly, what's going on? Are you okay? Well, it's great, Davis. Just out here on a run, getting my fitness on. You're running right now? 100%. You don't want to maybe stop for a minute? You sound pretty out of breath. Gotta keep that heart rate up. I'm in training. Okay, but you only need to stop for about three minutes. This is my designated training time, Davis. I've I've hit my stride and I'm on track. On track for a record time. Okay, what is the training for? Is it something in particular? Boston Marathon. You're running in the Boston Marathon? That's incredible. I had no idea. Eventually. I've got 2025 in my sights. I'm working my way up to it. Currently, I'm up to a mile and a half a day. A mile and a half? Every day. Consistency is key. And how far into your run are you at this exact moment? Quarter of a mile. Polly, I don't know if you should be that out of breath at a quarter of a mile. Have you checked in with Dr. Lee? Yeah, he said I should probably give it a try. Anxiety is giving me a resting heart rate like a baby bird. That sounds very bad. It means my heart is strong and hardworking, just like me. <laughs> I'm not sure Dr. Lee should have given you the go-ahead. He's not sure either, but we thought, <laughs> what the heck, give it a try. Is that medical advice? I'm Dr. Lee's special guy. He calls me a medical marvel. Now that sounds correct. I'm going to stop talking for a second because the ground seems to be getting really wobbly. Well, Polly, take deep, slow breaths and don't push yourself too hard. It's not the end of the world if it takes you more than a year and a half to work all the way up to 26 miles. 26 miles? Yeah, that's a marathon. Oh, God. Wait, what's the one they do in the summer that starts at the high school? That's a three-mile fun run. Yeah, that's more like it. That's not what they do in Boston? Well, I mean, technically, I'm sure they have a fun run in Boston. I'm training for a fun run in Buntun. Boss Toss. A fin rum and sit down. Sit down, Polly. Take it easy. Fun town and a bounce house. Breathe, bud. Take a sip of water. Okay. There you go. Good job. Okay. You feeling any better? Yeah. Too fast for my own good, I guess. Gotta learn to pace myself. Yeah, pace yourself. You need me to come pick you up somewhere? Nah, I can see my house still. Okay, um, walk back, Polly. You hear me? I will. And next week, can we move the runtime to maybe ten minutes later in the day? 
Yeah. Great. Thanks, Polly. Now we have a quick question coming in from our email. How is Jennifer the Goose's recovery going? Well, I'm pleased to say that Jennifer has thrived since her bucket misadventure. She's been attending meetings, well, not so much attending as standing outside the window menacingly, but she seems to have found the support she needs. In fact, we're proud to announce that just this week, Jennifer was presented with her 90-day chip, which she promptly ate. Now, we are all preparing for the return of the rest of her flock, who are due back this way sometime in the next few weeks. It remains to be seen whether this return will be welcome or instead triggering in some way, but regardless, she will have her own space, her local fans who are family by choice, and her haute couture by Wendy, so she will continue to slay all day. A few last notes and announcements. Over at the email, I am told it was recently Kelly and Joanne's birthdays. I'm not exactly sure what I'm supposed to do with that information other than say, happy belated birthday. I hope neither of you were waiting for my arrival at an Applebee's or something, and instead you just went ahead and enjoyed your mozzarella sticks without me. This weekend is Spring Late Fee Amnesty at the library. Bring back your late books, no fines, no questions. As a reminder, if you have had a book out for more than six months past its due date and you don't bring it back this weekend, they will post your name and your overdue books on the wall of shame, and they will set a $5 bounty for anyone that can return your book unharmed. I once went to a dinner party at Paris Walter's house and saw he was using the complete works of Shakespeare to hold up one end of his piano. Paris has never invited me back, but everyone deserves the chance to read The Bard, and I got to treat myself to lunch. $5 reward cannot be claimed by lender, void if obtained by physical force or breaking and entering. If you have questions, comments, or news and announcements, you can wave my truck over, drop a note in my porch basket, slip it under the door of the radio shed, or send Marty an email at purgatorynewsonline at gmail.com. Reminding you that it's never polite to ask if the red carpet matches the drapes, this has been Davis Clarence broadcasting out of the abandoned high school radio shed with all your purgatory news, signing off. This episode was written and recorded by Aaron Olson. Polly Dietz is played by Michael Coyne. Editing is done by Stevie Dion.